Hey friend, it has been a busy few weeks here in the Lathan household and we've had the Thanksgiving holiday. We've had some kids out of school. We've had family coming in and out of town. Our youngest had a birthday. It's just been a lot going on here and I imagine the same with you wherever you are. Busyness is just the realm of motherhood and life and wife and all the things. And on top of it, I haven't been as consistent with these podcasts. So I am sitting down this week to record a few for you. I hope you enjoy them. But it's right on topic for today because I really keep thinking about this idea of coming back to the task, the importance of coming back to the task. Of course, consistency. You'll hear me talk a lot about momentum over motivation, but I want to discuss that some today, this one ethic and why it's so key to getting the results that you're after and building long-term results. I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get right into it. Hey mama, are you way too busy to figure out what you actually need for your health? Do you want to make sustainable progress in your health goals while also feeling at peace with your body? Maybe you just feel stuck. You dread getting dressed in the morning because, well, nothing fits anymore. Hey, I'm Lou, and wherever you are, we're going to love your body to health. As a mom, wife, and trainer, I like to debunk popular culture to help you find research-based sustainable habits. We're moving out of overwhelm and into empowerment. Wherever you are, fill up that water bottle, lace up those shoes because we're about to move your health. Let's catch up, friend. I was thinking about this idea of coming back to something and there are a few kind of key moments in my life where I can definitely see a before and an after. And one of them was in college and it was when I was in dance and I really wanted to get double turns. And let me get some, give you some backstory because if you're a dancer, you're like, you're in college and you're not really doing double turns. And I think I had them on my right, but not on my left. So I had a kind of broken history of dance classes growing up. I had really early dance classes when I was really young. And then as I got older, I I attended a great dance school for a few years um, in a city next to mine. But my mom was just not, she didn't have the, the funds and the transportation to keep me going to these dance practices. I was the only kid in our family that was going. She worked many hours a week. My stepdad worked many hours a week. There just wasn't the availability to keep track trafficking me back and forth and to keep up with all the dance payments. It was just expensive for her. And so I had to stop at some point and I went to a lesser formal dance school, which was fun, but just wasn't as formal. And, um, and then I took up cheerleading. I started cheering. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of fun for me. It definitely was not the dance classroom. I definitely found myself, these are dance terms, doing tendus and passes and pas de berets on the side, working on my turnout, things like that in between when we, there was downtime. But uh, at the same time, cheer had a lot quite a bit of dance and this this kind of less formal dance studio uh, was really really encouraging to me so encouraging and uplifting whereas this other formal studio was not very encouraging for me it's just very very strict and so um, it was a good kind of upbringing uh, in dance I would say good not great but then early high school I really kind of parted ways with dance altogether and just was doing cheerleading which was fun but definitely still not the dance focus and I thought I had just I thought 
dance was over for me until this summer program came up. Uh, I think it was my 11th grade year, between my 11th and 12th grade year, a summer program came up and it was actually an academic program, but it had a dance focus in it. And I thought, I can't go and watch all these dancers doing things and not be dancing. So I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try out for the dance and I'm dance portion, the dance focus, and I'm going to go for it. And I made it and I danced all summer. It was fabulous, made amazing friends. And it was just the best time. And so it's called Governor's School in Eastern North Carolina. It was just a great, great time. So shout out to my all, all my GSE uh, alumni here. Um, but then I after that, I had my senior year and it's just kind of a slump went back to cheerleading and it just wasn't the dance that I enjoyed. And of course, and there were many things about the environment that just weren't, weren't the same that when I went back to school and um, and then I got to college and I had an amazing roommate, shout out to you who probably is listening to this. And she told me to try out for this really popular group uh, on campus. It was a lot of fun. They listened to, I mean, they, they danced to so many kind of pop culture, uh, uh, music, all sorts of things that was part of the Black Scoot movement. It just really was just so many things that were just budding and just ready to break out of me. <laughs> and it was just a great time and place uh, that first year dancing with that group. But then then it just it just wasn't vibing uh, with my values the second year just there was just some things that were just not matching up so it I it just stopped working out and I kind of got burned out and and then I in that burnout time I found an amazing class I just decided to sign up for a dance class that was part of the the greater curriculum of the school of UNC Chapel Hill and I found an amazing modern class and it was just, just the best. It was just enough to rebuild me up from, from those, those burnt out moments. And it made me want to try out for our school's modern dance team. And the rest is history. It was just really, really fun. Uh, last few years of school doing the modern dance team at our school. It, it was the official kind of, we had two dance teams. We had the football basketball sports team and then we had our palm team essentially and then we had the modern dance team and so uh, it was just a great great time so many opportunities such a good time uh, but in that something was uncovered for me and it was a fear of doing multiple turns and like I said I think I had my right side but uh, but it was it was a little bit shaky and not real solid and then my left side was just terrible nobody had ever really called it out for the last few years because you usually you do right sides when you're kind of doing uh, choreography for for people that it's just going to be about the performance it's not really a classroom setting you're really not talking about muscle balance or anything like that tend people tend to lean toward their dominant side and in the dance world the dominant side is generally the right side so all that to say my right side had to be stronger my left side could just kind of limp along but my dance teacher when I got into the classroom she was like uh-uh we're gonna fix this and I had I mean I couldn't believe I, I was so scared of these double turns like it had been a lifetime of I love doing cartwheels I mean endless cartwheels and I was, I was just very adventurous we rode horses and and I mean just fear was I was just fear was was not a part of my vocabulary as far as physical things growing up so to be afraid of these turns was just kind of 
I, I had a really hard time with it. And I realized then that age can create unless unrealistic fears. We just get older and all of a sudden we're presented some, with something that would not have bothered us at all when we're young. And all of a sudden these fears and these unrational, irrational thoughts just kind of come uh, invade uh, our thoughts, our whole being. We begin, begin to be scared. And I just, I just took it on. I took it straight on. And I started doing turns every, every place I was. If it was in the library, if it was in our kitchen, if it was, you know, walking to class, <laughs> I was a turning machine. And even my non-dancer roommates started turning. It was kind of hilarious to watch. Uh, they had okay form. Uh, it was, but it definitely was a little dodgy from time to time. But it's, I mean, thinking back, it just it's heartwarming to know that my roommates were just kind of participating in that with me. And um, but I, I was turning everywhere everywhere I went. I was constantly falling into things because I was completely off off center and all those things. And, and, and over time, I would take different classes and they would modify some of my form. And I was so appreciative because these were things that I didn't get when I was a kid. I didn't take turns and leap classes. I didn't get that far in my formal dance studio. And so it was really, really helpful to me as people just kind of began to come around me but I had, I had spent so much time on my own just being messy and doing the thing over and over and over again. I did definitely got more comfortable with my turns on both sides eventually, but I can say that I put in a lot of work to get there. And so I just want to encourage you with that, that, you know, one, that goal that you're after First, it's probably bigger than you than you realize. It probably is going to take a lot more time, a lot more effort, a lot more energy over time to get there. But then two, once you get there, it not even once you get there, once you begin to see the progress and begin to taste that thing over and over and over again, it really is, it becomes more and more possible in your eyes. And then you can see possibilities after that as well. And so I want to talk a little bit today about the discipline, the, the, the ethic of discipline. And this is the ethic really is about coming back to something again and again and again until you did it right. And I looked up the, the definition of discipline. It's not a happy one, <laughs> but uh, the original kind of uh, origin is Latin disciplina which means instruction or knowledge. So you're gaining knowledge doing these things. You're gaining instruction by, by going back to the thing again and again. But it's also from the Middle English discipline. The word discipline meant mortification by scourging oneself. So we're going to stick with the Latin. <laughs> we're not going to go for mortifying ourselves and we're, or scourging ourselves. Okay, so, um, but instruction, knowledge, what do we gain by returning to something again and again and again. And I come, I talk a lot about mo momentum over motivation because motivation talks about the end result and the before and after and having arrived. I'm, I, I feel like that has failed us too much. And we see it a lot in this social media age. We see people around us who have arrived and we really want to know how did they get there? What did it take? What did they have to sacrifice? What were the steps, you know? And so I would much rather uh, talk about or concentrate on behaviors and actions than motivation. So 
we can create momentum with our discipline, with going back to it again and again and again. And the rewards from that is what they're what keep us motivated in the long term. So it's not the 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 momentum, uh, the actions themselves, but we do begin to see rewards. And that's where our motivation intrinsically happens. It happens naturally. It's a part of the process rather than motivation from an extrinsic or external kind of stimulus, right? And so I want to give you these five things that I have done uh, to, 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 to be disciplined, to, to have that discipline ethic in all of my, my habits, my healthy habits. And the first one is make it too easy to come back to it. Make it too easy. Your mind will tell you it's way too hard and you don't have the right clothes and your shoes and the equipment. And sometimes this is actually true. Maybe it is too hard and maybe you don't have the right stuff. But we also have to call ourselves out when we're making it way too hard for ourselves. And that's most of the time. I would I would say 90 plus percent of the time for all of us, we are not calling ourselves out by making it, by putting hurdles, unnecessary hurdles in front of us, right? And so, uh, for example, in nutrition, I'm going to tell myself to grab the veggies first until I know what I want, right? Grab some carrots, grab or grab an apple or something like that, something that is going to kind of hydrate me, uh, that crunchy piece, whatever it is that, that, that keeps my, my brain from like attacking the snack closet. And then the second thing is maybe I ask, um, am I hydrated right now? Am I thinking about food because I'm thirsty or am I actually hungry right now? The third thing is, is keeping it really simple with protein and produce. I talk a little bit about protein and produce on my podcast. It's a way that I can keep it simple, knowing that I have protein and fiber and carbs and fat all in that one one kind of meal. But when I'm prepping meals and I don't have an idea of what I what I want to put together or what we have to put together, I'm looking very simply for protein and produce, right? And then with also with nutrition, is this what I need right now or what I want? And is what I want and what I need the same thing right now, right? So, and I'm not trying to be judgmental at all when I'm trying to figure out what I need and what I want in the moment. It's just a quick kind of thought, you know, kind of balancing out those thoughts that are coming at us quickly in those hunger moments or those change moments. And then also in my workouts, if I'm, I'm telling myself if, that I'm going to ease in, if it's, if I'm telling myself it's going to be too hard, or it's too much, or it's too much to get started, just ease in or just focus on the warm up, or just move however for a few minutes, just get going. And if you get going, your body begins to sink into the movement a little bit more and more and more just go for a walk, whatever it is that will kind of get you started in movement. And that's the things that I tell myself. The second thing that I tend to do is start messy and then edit. And it's just the same thing as writing or creating something. We get inspiration from just getting our thoughts out or listening to others. And it's the same with all of our healthy habits. Just start with whatever comes to mind, right? If it's movement, it's walking and dancing and stretching and calisthenics, just whatever comes to mind, some jumping jacks or just some squats or stretch at your desk. However, you can just begin to move 
It's, it, it's something messy and you can edit it as you go or start with a few uh, reps of something and then see how much you can do in one setting. And there's no judgment here, just curiosity. How many can I do in this one minute time or this little bit of time that I have between meetings or between phone calls? Let me just get up and stretch and see if I can stretch for a couple of minutes, right? And then the same thing with nutrition, just starting adding with healthful foods. Just add one thing, change one thing on your plate at a time. Or, you know, with sleep, just kind of, can I get to bed as, can I just get into the bed by nine o'clock? Can I get there? It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's going to be messy getting there, but let me get there and lay down at nine o'clock. And if you get there at 915, it's still a win because it's earlier than 12, right? And so just thinking about how can you just do it? Just start messy and edit yourself in time, over time, save that for weeks later, right? Next, I combine number three and number four. And number three is commit to a time frame with number four of going back to the thing really often in that time frame. Our, t- our brains are going to tell us it's boring, it's not working, it's too tough, it's not enough. And we must keep that commitment so simple and be really honest with how long it will make sense to keep this commitment. How long am I going to keep coming back to this thing again and again and again? And I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to either come back to this thing again and again and again until I get it, or I'm going to come back to this thing again and again and again for three months or four months or six months. Maybe in that three months, after two or three weeks, I, I realize I've got to adjust this commitment a little bit. And maybe I change that, that, time to 9.15 instead of nine o'clock because I see the pattern that I'm, I'm getting to bed at 9.15, but still a huge win, still a huge win. We got to celebrate that because it's still before 12 o'clock, right? 12 a.m. So definitely keep commitment to a time frame. Keep going back to the thing again and again and again. Keep that commitment as simple as possible and be honest with yourself of, with how long it makes sense to go back to it, Okay. So that's number three and number four. Number five is count your successes. And count your successes means showing up for a while is going to be the success, right? For the short term. Showing up is going to be your success and it's going to be a glorious success and you're going to do it as many times in a row as possible. That is how we keep, we begin to build routines and habits, right? But in the long term, the rewards are going to be stacking up. You're going to begin to feel if you're if it's a sleep time, you're going to be be begin to feel like you've got muscle behind your energy during the day. There's really, really you're hard pressed to stop what you're doing. You're not you're not feeling that afternoon fatigue as much or, you know, with your nutrition, you're starting to feel more energized instead of a slump after meals or maybe with movement that you're you're wanting to move so much more and those rewards are going to become the motivation over time but you want to count those successes count those moments when you notice that you have been you've been showing up count those moments when you've noticed that you feel different or maybe your your pants fit a little bit different or whatever it is count those moments and count those successes take a moment and celebrate right that your aim and your results and your long-term health is being looked after by these small 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 
efforts just to move, right? Just to start. So I want you from this to figure out one habit area that you want to jump into. And sorry, I have a little one on my my lap right now, so you may hear her shifting around in my lap. But I want you to figure out one habit area you want to jump into. Is it more movement? Is it consistent bedtime? Is it drinking more water? Is it maybe adding more veggies, more fiber to your diet? Whatever it is, make it super, super, super simple. I want you to commit to a time frame to keep that up, that super simple goal in time, in, in mind. And then I want to want you to apply all five of these steps to it, right? So go back and listen. I'll just read them out again, make it too easy to come back to so that it's, it's not a hard, you're not wrestling in your mind to come to do the thing. Start messy and then edit yourself. Don't be editing right at the beginning. Uh, commit to a time frame and come back to that thing often and count your successes. I want you to make it super simple. I want you to commit to a time frame and apply all these five steps. And then I want you to blow any of your 2024 resolutions about this one thing out of the water. Even before you get to 2024, you've got you've got momentum on your uh, at your back. The wind is at your back and you're making moves and seeing results, right? And get and celebrating. So, let me know. I want to you to sh- come share with me in the group. Let me know what you are deciding to do. Let me know how I can support you, hold you accountable, come back and check in on you. You can just go to facebook.com slash group slash body habit rescue. I'd love to support you in this. And or you can search body habit rescue on Facebook. And uh, I hope to see you soon. Until then, let's move friend. Thank you so much for listening. If it was helpful to you, please pass to a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews are so supportive to me and to others. I read every one. Until next time, let's move, friend.